0: We are, we
1: are, we are are Cultivate, Cultivate,
0: Cultivate, 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 We are Cultivate. Kichizo Ishida and Sada Abe checked into a hotel in Tokyo on April the 23rd, 1936. The plan was for a short liaison. Ishida, after all, did have a wife that he had to get back to. But the day quickly changed into the evening and then the following morning. And the pair would continue their frantic lovemaking for the four following days. There's no doubt that the two were passionate for each other. Even when the hotel's housekeepers came in to deliver tea, they persisted in having sex. Unfortunately for Ishida, that passion was going to turn very, very deadly. Join us as we talk about the case of Sada Abe. Hello, everyone. It's Dom. And Amy. And welcome to this week's episode of Horror House. Oh, wow. That was a hell of a voice break. <laughs> Good God. <laughs>
1: it's the shock. We it's definitely hope... the shock.
0: <laughs> That's it. I think Lexi had a mini meltdown like partway through that introduction. That's I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I wasn't ready
2: for that to be how the episode started. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs>
1: we're good at that we're good at the shocking oh, stuff immediately
0: yeah we we we're, we've got a, a great talent for that it seems we hope you're having a great week and we are super super stoked that you have decided to join us today we want to take this time to remind you that you are a beautiful human who's fucking awesome and pun intended you're killing it you're, you're kicking ass you're taking names keep doing what you're doing because here at horror house we love you and we appreciate you Amy, how are you doing today?
1: I'm excited. We never have scandal.
0: We, we don't. That is true. We we never have... We have a lot of other things, but we never have scandal. So Actually, thinking about
1: it, we have a lot of scandal. I mean, everything we talk about is pretty scandalous, just not in the same way.
0: I suppose, yeah. It's not like
1: sexy scandal. It's murdery, no, kill, true. kill scandal. And that's different. It's, yeah. So I'm very yeah. excited.
0: <laughs> it is very murdery scandal. So this week is a very special episode uh for a few reasons one it's a collab episode and we love a collab episode two we have some returning guests this week of a podcast that i very much enjoy and i'm super super stoked that they are able to come back onto the show and three amy's actually decided to turn up to a collab. people
1: i why you gotta do me like that that's that's not fair <laughs> I have a very busy schedule, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's a pleasure, I'm happy to be here and yeah, I'm just going to go and put on the cone of shame for the rest of the episode
0: <laughs> But yes, as I say, we've got some returning guests and I'm super super stoked that they, they have managed to, to come back and we've managed to work through the, the time differences and, and all of that fun stuff, but welcome back to Horror House, the hosts of a Little Wicked, Kayla and Alexi
2: Hello. Hello. It is good it's to, good be, to back. be back. We have missed recording with uh, you. We have missed the technical <laughs> difficulties that sometimes come with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we love I mean, it wouldn't difficulty. be a podcast episode if that's it. You wouldn't be recording a podcast if there was absolutely no technical hiccups, would you? True. Be but uh, yeah, I'm super, super stoked that you guys have come back. And I hope that this episode lives up to our first recording, which was Escape from Alcatraz. If you haven't listened to it, please go have a listen. That was a very good episode. And
3: it's
2: already morning. a little bit very, better, very right? Fun. A
0: little bit. Because so we ahead. have Amy. Oh, okay, I knew that. I, I had a feeling that I was, this was, was going I'm glad someone took the hint.
2: Hey, after thought, after that you're... intro, I'm already hooked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my interest <laughs> is officially peaked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's a pretty crazy episode. When I was outlining it and reading up on it, I was like, how have I not, how have I not heard about this before? But as you could probably tell from the intro, it gets it saucy. gets a bit mad. It gets a bit crazy. It gets a bit saucy. It gets a bit steamy. But this is the case of Sada Abe. And it's also known by another title, which I think is amazing. The Sada Abe Panic.
1: Why did he panic? I mean, he didn't panic when the maid came in and caught him having sex. So why is there a panic? <laughs> I think the maid was panicking. Everyone else around them is panicking.
2: Him not so much. Everyone else was panicking. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest I just work here moment ever. What's 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 the line in Mean Girls? You kids need anything? (laughs) Snacks? A condom?
4: (laughs) Any
0: contraceptives? No? Great. Oh, dear. I mean, yeah, I can imagine the maid had a hell of a shock when she opened the door and they were just still absolutely going at it and she's just like, standing in the doorway and she's just like i feel i'm i feel like i'm interrupting do you want me to do you want me to leave
1: in their defense does she not knock or do you think they just made eye contact yeah (laughs) where's the do not disturb sign
0: that would be the biggest deer in the headlight moment in the world they just all of them lock eyes
1: (laughs) and then they carry on anyway
0: (laughs) without breaking eye contact um but yes this case is a truly bonkers case indeed um as for trigger warnings there are a few obviously there's murder a murder on horror house who would have thought shocking um there's also also reference to mutilation um there's also reference to rape uh there's also also reference to, to it, there's also reference to necrophilia Ugh. but not in the way that i it wouldn't be an episode of horror house if there wasn't a, at least a little bit of necrophilia. It seems that lately that's all we do is talk about cases where there's some sort of necrophilia. It's necrophilia, but nobody has sex with a corpse. It is it's necrophilia,
2: but nobody has sex with a corpse. Okay. It's that's you're, a riddle. It will make sense. Okay, yeah. It will
0: make sense.
2: I love a good it riddle. It will make
0: sense, trust me. Me too. I don't know if you're going to love this riddle when we get to it. But at the moment, keep that. Keep that energy. Okay. <laughs> Ladies, are you ready to delve into the case of Sada Abe and the panic that ensues?
2: Yes, resounding <laughs> yes. Case.
0: So, uh, born in 1905 to a wealthy, wealthy family in Tokyo, Sada Abe, or Abe Sada, depending on the naming custom used, was pampered by her mother, who encouraged her to be independent and free spirited. She urged Abe to learn to play the shamisen and sing which were two hobbies that at the period were more strongly related to geisha and prostitution than to classical creative endeavor.
1: It's already sounding pretty sexy to me.
0: Uh, Afei was frequently sent outside alone as family issues involving her siblings, uh, sister uh, Teroku and brother uh, Shintaro, would grow more serious. She would quickly become friends with a group of teens who shared her independence. At the age of 15, she would be raped by an acquaintance, and Sade's parents would help her through the subsequent investigation. However, Sade was never quite the same after that. Although family members would later disagree as to the reason, as she grew more erratic, her father would sell her to a Yokohama geisha house.
1: Oh. which is oh. Dad of the Year award,
2: once a again.
0: Little yeah, exactly.
2: I guess I didn't, like, I guess I knew that you could, like, I know a little bit about geishas. I guess I kind of knew that you could do that, but I guess I didn't realize you could really just sell your child to be a geisha.
0: It's mad. It's like, <laughs> how can we help a, our daughter through this tough time? Oh, I know. I'll be I'll be a solid dad and I'll sell her to a geisha house.
1: Do you reckon he had to come Good. up with, like, a sales pitch? Like, yeah, she, she's very, it's, you know... Very little use, barely any miles on the clock.
2: I don't even know, like, how, do, like, do you, they the, ge- the geisha house, they, they pay you for the child to become uh, the geisha apprentice, which is called something, it starts with an M, but I can't think of it, or, like, do you have to pay them to make your kid a geisha? I imagine it's the other way around. I imagine they pay you. I, yeah, I would, yeah, I, I would imagine it. I
1: think, mm-hmm. surely you would get them back if you were paying them. yeah. And I don't, I don't but, no that makes know,
2: sense yeah like like a boarding school kind of but like once they're in the geisha house like that like it's they kind of belong to that that house that yeah you know those yeah. set of courtesians kind of thing
0: yeah that that's how i would imagine that it's done but yeah the classic let's not help our daughter instead let's just sell her move from father of the year the elder sister of sada claimed that sada wanted to be a geisha Sada, however, asserted that her father had turned her into a geisha as a result of her uh, promiscuous behavior. The geisha world would be a stressful and disappointing experience for Sada Abe, and she would switch to prostitution and started working in Osaka's brothel area after getting syphilis from a customer. She uh, She would subsequently shift to... Illegal prostitution, After finding that working as a licensed prostitute presented more difficulties than she was prepared to handle. I mean, surely illegal prostitution would present just as many, if not more, difficulties, though. What
1: do you have to do to you lose your license? You would think, because I guess if it's illegal, license. there'd be
2: less recourse?
0: That is a very good question. What would you have to do to lose your prostitution license?
1: Was the answer get? I didn't even realize I had a licensing that system. Seem fair.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I just... I'm not sure how illegal prostitution wouldn't present as many difficulties because it's not regulated, it's not licensed. Mm -hmm. Surely licensed prostitution is a bit more regulated than unlicensed.
1: Mm -hmm. The more you know.
0: The more you know indeed. So Abe was taken into custody during a police raid on the unregistered brothel she was working at in October 1934. Um, The woman's release was arranged by the brothel owner's well-connected acquaintance. Oh, okay, here we go. Kinosuke Kasahara. I think I might have sure, got that semi. Sure, <laughs> why we'll, we'll, we'll go with it. Uh, he was drawn to Abe after learning that she was debt-free and with Abe's consent, he would take her as his mistress. In the first of just a few wild quotes you'll hear during this episode, in his deposition to the police, he would remember, quote, she was really strong, a real powerful one. Even though I am pretty jaded, she was enough to astound me. She wasn't satisfied unless we did it two, three, or four times a night. To her, it was unacceptable unless I had my hand on her private, nuts, uh, private parts all night long. At first, it was great, but after a couple of weeks, I got a little <laughs> exhausted.
1: Sorry. <laughs> I lost it at private knots.
0: I've surprised you made it that far <laughs> before a little giggle came out.
1: How, that doesn't even work logistically. Like, how would they walk him round with his hand on their private part? Like, what if he needs to carry the shop in or something?
0: He's going to have to do it with one hand.
2: I'm picturing, like, puppeteering. Like, he's just elbow deep. Like, making a talk <laughs> with his hand. <laughs> I'd to see that
0: show. <laughs> oh, my God. That's an amazing visual, I'm not going to lie.
2: I'm
4: all for, like, PDA, is it? but, like, there's a level.
2: No, there really is. And the the line... I feel like we're we're approaching beyond, like, couples in line at amusement parks. Like, we've gone bef- beyond that. And that's usually where the PDA starts to get a little questionable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: 100%. <laughs> also, two or three times a night. I mean, you go, girl.
0: Fair. Like, if you want to get it two or three times a night, then more power to you.
2: Girl bossing very close <laughs> to the sun. <laughs> but, I mean, it's definitely burning. <laughs>
0: That was good thanks, Dolph. Um, no problem, and that isn't even the wildest quote I'm going to say during this episode. <laughs> There's one that is far that one that makes that look rather tame actually in comparison. She sought to completely escape prostitution and would have a succession of different lovers. Um, Sada attempted to start a new life in nineteen thirty six by working as an apprentice at a restaurant, and this is where she would meet the next central figure in our story kajizo Ishida. so it was actually his wife who ran the Yoshidaya restaurant where sada worked despite the fact that he was the owner the 42 year old Ishida was a frequent womanizer who was bored with his marriage and it didn't take long for him to notice his free-spirited apprentice
1: isn't that? this what they did in ancient greece
0: yeah pretty much
1: how old is she at this point and how old is he
0: She's 40 t- 42 at mm. this point. I couldn't okay. find anything about how old Sada was at this point.
1: Mm. Wait, no, she would have been. it was nineteen thirty six, right? She was born in
0: nineteen so oh five, so nineteen. Oh no!
2: I mean, it's not it's ideal, like is Leonardo it. DiCaprio and his girlfriends.
0: Yeah, that is true. Yeah, DiCaprio. She would is have qualified like, for him.
2: Ugh.
0: DiCaprio hears this episode and he's just like, "Okay, my man. Ishida, my man. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Ishida started making moves towards Abe not long after she started working at Yoshidaya. Uh Goru Omi o- Omiya Umaya? one of those, uh who was Sada's current partner, had never been able to satisfy um Sada sexually, so she would give in to Ishida and to the tune of a love ballad sung by one of the restaurant's geishas, Ishida and Abe. Would begin having sex in the establishment by the middle of April.
1: Oh boy! Oh, w- while there were people there with an audience,
0: probably it seems like this is it seems like Sada would be game for an audience. I'm not gonna
1: mm. lie. Okay, I'm not here to kink shame.
0: We're, we're not yucking anyone's yum. This is <laughs> not
1: a
4: kink shaming podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm just like, well, I can picture it's just like not in the kitchen.
4: <laughs> That's getting
2: spunk not on the, the
0: food. salad and everything.
2: Right in front of my salad.
0: uh It's oh, not just Sada's no. salad getting tossed; oh. it's the actual salad as well. Say let's Hey, Amy, you've said far worse.
1: Oh, i would far Absolutely. far worse.
0: So, <laughs> I'm just waiting until the necrophilia
1: riddle comes back into play. You know, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I haven't. I did forgotten that. about that
2: briefly.
0: Oh no, Kayla, Kayla's like uh, that's that's all up here. That's not it's, going it's anywhere.
2: Still,
4: my frontal cortex—it's waiting. <laughs> It's good to be prepared uh, for
1: it, I find.
0: Absolutely. Um, their passionate, passionate exchanges were legendary and would frequently last for days. Whatever Ishida had in mind, Sada would find herself, and maybe for the first time in her life, falling in love. For her, being his mistress just wouldn't do, and the thought of sharing him with anyone else would infuriate Sada Abe. Remember that, because that will come into play a little bit later. As Ishida retreated from her, Sada would become more dejected and would start binge drinking. Inspired by a play that she had seen featuring a geisha threatening a lover with a knife, Sada would bring a large kitchen knife and threaten Ishida with it at their next sexual liaison. I mean, if you're into cool. that sort of thing, a, bit, a, bit, a, little, a little bit of knife play, fair enough. We're, we're not shaming. Again, we're not no
4: kink shaming. <laughs>
0: Ishida would find her threats amusing and escorted her uh, to an inn uh, in the Ogu Red Light area for their subsequent marathon of passionate sex. And the majority of what followed is based pretty much on Sada's own testimony. Man had a knife put to his neck and then laughed. And he was just like, you know what? I'm horny. Let's go. Let's go Red Light area. Let's go and have some sex.
1: At least it was a passionate sex marathon and not passionate sex sprint because nobody wants
0: it. No, that's true.
2: <laughs>
1: We're not about is racing to the just
0: finish. Like... <laughs> is she just, just like, I'm just a man. I'm not a machine.
2: Everybody in this story is just built different.
0: Right? <laughs> oh, dear. I'm not
1: surprised she lost their license, um, to be fair. There is no tread left on those tires. Yeah,
0: absolutely not. Um, it's kind of like throwing a hot dog down a hallway uh, at this point, I have a feeling
1: and they're in a restaurant
2: it makes sense uh, they... oh they were in a restaurant i somehow missed that part
0: <laughs> uh, they're not in a restaurant at the moment but oh, they what? obviously they have they have done it in a restaurant before so a food they've probably, probably done is, it in a lot of places yeah <laughs> 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 maybe hot dogs but i'm i'm gonna stop oh dear <laughs> kayla's kayla's gone she's just like right i'm out <laughs> <laughs> uh so the sexual liaison lasted for two nights before abe started to choke a shooter And he told her to continue, saying that this increased his pleasure. On the evening of May the 16th, 1936, Abe used her obi sash to stop Ashida from breathing during an orgasm. And they would both enjoy it. And they would both continue to do this for another two hours.
1: I just want to put it out there. Uh, This is my favorite episode we've ever done.
0: (laughs) I knew that you would get a kid.
4: I'm waiting for
1: like the next kink to be like
4: being a brony or something or a furry. We got nice play. We got out public. We got of public. Let's tick all of the boxes. <laughs> Show me the fox Baked tail. Baked goods
0: are going to come into play.
1: Um, well, yeah,
0: there's a fox behind me. Oh uh, Yeah, God, Yeah, you've got your stuffed box behind
1: you.
0: Uh, once Abe stopped the strangulation, Ishida's face... <laughs> Ishida's face would become distorted and not return to its normal appearance. Oh dear. In an effort to alleviate his discomfort, Ishida naturally would swallow 30 sedative tablets 30 carmatin sedative tablets
1: wait sorry this has taken such a weird roller coaster turn so she choked him his face went weird and his response was i'm gonna take 30 sedatives did i get that right
0: (laughs) apparently so
1: because that won't make your face weird oh Oh my god i don't think it's gonna make his face less weird i don't think it's gonna solve
2: his problem i think it's gonna create a whole new one
0: yeah, I was about to say, all problems <laughs> go away. There's going to be an additional
2: problem. You got a point there.
0: Yeah, that is true. But it's just like how. So I can't imagine that it takes a lot of sedatives at one time to do serious damage. This man just gobbled down thirty, just straight thirty tablets in in just one whole. So Wait, hang
1: what? On. I mean, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but does this kill him? Is this how he dies? I'm going to yeah. guess no. That's impressive.
0: No. no. It is so this this man, as Kay, as uh, Lexi said earlier, that people in the story are built different. Ashida is built different because he did not die from swallowing, swallowing thirty fucking sedatives. Wow, get <laughs> going! It's also insane that not only did he take thirty sedatives, his this man literally got stuck in cum face. He got frozen in cum face.
1: Oh no, that's not good. I've never seen an attractive
0: <laughs> cum face. Now I'm picturing Ashida's frozen cum face.
1: Don't pretend like you've never done it uh, before.
0: Uh, as he started to doze from his 30 sedative uh, meal, uh, allegedly Ashida would say to Abe, quote, you'll put the cord around my neck and squeeze-, squeeze it again while I'm sleeping, won't you? If you start to strangle me, don't stop because it is so painful afterwards.
2: Okay. I mean she would have to stop eventually or he would die. Which I I mean I know it's going there. I'm assuming it's going there.
1: <laughs> what gave you that impression?
2: <laughs> How did you guess? <laughs> <laughs> Putting together the blues clues here. <laughs>
0: she questioned if he had wanted her to kill him, but after some thought she realized that he had to be joking. She spent a few hours um oh, I've jumped ahead. Um and completely forgot to put something in my notes. That's really annoying. Essentially, she early in the morning she would get the sash and strangle him to death with it. Whether it was on purpose or not, it's still debated. But yes, he would eventually die. Also, from major plot point.
1: Glad you missed it out the notes.
0: <laughs> I know. I thought I put. I'm pretty sure I did put that in my notes. Maybe, maybe I rewrote it and then forgot to put it back in. But yes, sorry, listeners. Um, but don't worry, there is. Much more madness coming. She would spend a few hours with Ashida's body before. Are you prepared for this next sort of block? Hold on to your hold on to your hats, people. She spent a few hours with Ashida's body before severing his genitals with a kitchen knife, wrapping them in a magazine cover, and putting them in her purse. She inscribed Sada Kichi Futari Kiri, uh, which is Sada Kichi together on Ishida's left thigh and the bedsheet and carved the character for her name into his left arm. The train arrived at that station rather abruptly, didn't it?
4: <laughs> I mean, with the way the rest it's, of the story went, not I'm very um, often to any
2: surprises. <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: feel like this is one of the great untold romances of our time. You know, it's just really yes. just so romantic.
0: A true Romeo and Juliet story. Yeah.
2: I want to put everybody in this story's brain into, like, an MRI because what <laughs> is going on in anybody's head at any given time
1: during this entire thing? I'd to be honest, I'd, I think it would make more sense to put them in a blender. Don't, you're not going to get any yeah, sense
0: out of At it. this point, just throw away. Just throw them away. So following this, she would change into Ishida's pants. And when I say pants, I mean his underwear because America, that's what pants are, mm-hmm. not your trousers. Um, Sorry, Kayla and like. Uh, And they left the inn around 8am, asking the staff not to wake up Ishida. Sometime later, a poor maid would discover the dismembered body, and the search for Sada Abe would begin. So I think to process that uh, little escalation in events, I think now's a good time for a quick break. Ladies, what do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Grand. we'll see you back here. In just a few.
3: Hi creeps and freaks. Creepies and freakies. I'm Michelle and I'm Courtney and we are in the nick of crime. We come to you weekly with true crime, some spook spooks
4: and a little bit of comedy. We focus on being a voice for victims but we also like to rake the offenders through the coals. We can never really seem to take ourselves too seriously but we do hope you'll join us. So keep it creepy and stay freaky.
3: And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Dark Adaptation Podcast is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Brianna, and our producer, Dyson, joins me while working the knobs. Our show explores all things macabre and mysterious. We're talking dark history, true crime, haunted places, you name it. While we typically dive into lesser known stories, we do cover well-known ones too. And for those more, let's say, popular cases, we deliver so much information you're guaranteed to learn something new. And sometimes we're even joined by our guest host, Steph, who brings a cosmic twist to the show. Our other guest host, Paige, joins us every other month to bring us into the world of cryptids and folklore. Tune in every Monday for a new episode full of intrigue and entertainment. Dark Adaptation Podcast is available wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And next Monday, we'll catch you on the dark side.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Ladies, how are you feeling about part one? Are you ready for part two?
2: I am prepared. Am I ready? (laughs) No. Am I prepared? Yes. (laughs)
0: Um, So sightings of Sada Abe were reported all throughout Japan. Uh, Due due to his association with Sada, uh, Guru Amaya's uh, political career would be absolutely destroyed once he was caught up in the media frenzy. As for Sada herself, on May the 19th, 1936, Abe went shopping and saw a movie casually, like she just hadn't lumped off a man's fucking dick and balls, which. Yeah, uh, is the dick still in her
2: purse? Like she just kept it uh, in there I'll, and then I'll went to a that. movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll get that. She becomes extremely attached to um, the severed, severed genitals. I, I'll,
1: I'll, oh, God, no, not like actually yeah. attached. I don't like your wording. Oh, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She didn't stick it on Oof. her.
1: <laughs> so I'm just having a moment bear with. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> on May the 20th, she spent the night in an inn in uh, Shina, Shinagawa where she received a massage and drank three bottles of beer. She wrote goodbye notes to Ashida, a friend, and Omiya throughout the course of the day. She planned to kill herself a week later and will also practice necrophilia, but not in the way you'd think, as in not with the body. Um, and now we come to the riddle that Kayla has had in her frontal cortex throughout this entire episode.
4: Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
0: And we also come to quite possibly the wildest quote of the episode, and one in which I'm going to say the word penis a lot. Uh, so, <laughs> how <Cool>. fun. <laughs> also, after I finish the quote, I'm just going to pause for a few seconds, and not not say anything, just let let it marinate for a little bit. Just let it sink in. "Quote: I felt attached to Ashida's penis, and thought that only after taking leave from it quietly could I then die. I unwrapped the paper holding them and gazed at his penis and scrotum. I put his penis in my mouth and even tried to insert it inside me. It didn't work, however, though I kept trying and trying. Then I decided that I would flee to Osaka, staying with Ashida's penis all the while." In the end, I would jump from a cliff on Mount Ikoma while holding on to his penis. End quote.
4: I mean, dream big. Hey, we've all been there, right? Come on.
0: Are Le- you okay, Lexi? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Lexi, a straight. I think
1: Lexi might be broken. <laughs> oh, <my gosh.
0: laughs> we've broken Lexi.
2: I'm going through a system reboot right now. <laughs>
0: You literally... I had the Windows like reboot theme in my head when I was looking at you on the screen.
2: Like, I guess I was expecting it. I was expecting it. I'm like, obviously, she tried to do something with it, but I definitely wasn't expecting that whole film worth of plans that she had regarding it. I'm surprised she didn't want to commit seppuku with it.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that is a good point. We're, we're going to get into what happens in the end to Sada Abe, don't worry. But yes... um, that's that's probably the craziest quote that i've ever had the misfortune of reading on this show and i've read quite a few mad ones i think that one that one takes the cake does it make a little more little bit more sense now when i said there's necrophilia in this episode but it's very much not in the way that you would think
2: yeah honestly i was kind of i was really (laughs) hoping it was going to be like oh she tried to summon a ghost and have sex with it that in my mind that would have been better
1: than what happened (laughs) oh That'd be nice. To be honest, I've never heard a sentence that contains the word penis so many times that hasn't turned me on, but we've just found it. It's still quite okay. This is going to be controversial, but it's still quite romantic. You know, if you dig deep, it's still quite, you know, okay. I mean, she was very attached to it, you know, she was getting the good loving from it. So she wanted to hang on to it for a bit longer. Like, that's quite no, okay, no one's buying it. I'm just going to stop talking. I'm, I'm going through some stuff, you know. I'll, I'll...
0: <laughs> I, I get, I get what you mean though. It is, it is a level of love. Um, I'm not
1: condoning it. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know. Top tip: don't, don't cut off people's penises and then try to do all of that with them.
1: If you love someone, let their penis go. Just
0: don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she promptly gave up when police tracked her down to her hotel room in the afternoon of May the twentieth after receiving a tip. Amy, behave. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ishida's severed genitals were still discovered in her handbag, still wrapped in the same magazine cover. Police found Sada Abe unusually captivating during the eight sessions of questioning as she discussed killing uh, Kajizo Ishida. Sada was uh, emphatic in saying that, quote, I loved him as much uh, I wanted him all to myself, but since we were not husband and wife, as long as he lived, he could be embraced by another woman. I knew that if I killed him, no other woman could touch him, uh, could ever touch him again. So I killed him. Can someone tell Sada Abe that I don't think that's love, honey?
2: It's like, it's like the evil of Romeo and Juliet.
0: isn't <laughs> it? I don't think when you love someone, you kill them so no one else can have them. Yeah, I think that's a very different thing.
2: It's
4: very it really like she
0: yeah definitely very def- definitely very poe and maybe it's lust but i don't know if love is the right word
1: can i just ask a question and i'm sorry because we have got guests and i am weird and i'm i apologize in advance for the question that i'm about to ask but why did she try and put it in her mouth that's my question
0: i don't know like you want to keep <laughs>
1: it you know and you want to use it presumably that's why you have kept it but why would you put it in your mouth that's not doing anything for anyone no. That was my I, only question. Not. I don't need an answer. I appreciate no one in this <laughs> room is going to be able to give me an answer to it. But um yeah, just my thoughts.
0: <laughs> I mean, is thank you for posing it because now it's probably going to keep me awake. <laughs> I will just be laying that, in bed here. You know, like real,
1: Why real did thinker.
0: try and put it in her mouth. <laughs>
4: the age I'll be John on my question. night shift
0: tonight and that's what that's what's going to be in my head. The case captivated the public's attention. Although murders motivated by resentment were not unusual, Japanese society was fascinated by the strange tale of the geisha turned harlot who killed because of love. November the 25th, 1936, was the first day of Sada Arba's trial, Um, and by five in the morning, the crowds had already gathered to watch. Rather problematically, uh, extremely problematically, actually, the presiding judge would admit to being sexually aroused by some of the case's specifics. He would, however, make sure that it was conducted with the utmost seriousness. Oh, dear.
2: Man, why would you admit that? Like, you could have just, like, kept that to yourself, you know? <laughs> like, you could have just not made people aware that that's how you were feeling. Yeah. It's good to keep some that's
0: mystery. That's something that you don't... <laughs>
2: right. The CIA could yeah. not get that out of me.
0: <laughs> but, like, like, like you said, why? why would you admit that? like he probably did it so casually as well who was like oh yeah some of that stuff really turned me on but it's fine this is a serious case <laughs> it's, it's utmost seriousness it's fine just... let me hide my boner while he presides
1: i was just gonna say he could have kept it to himself but when he stood up with a boner it might have been a bit difficult <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true <laughs> the bench that he's sitting at starts to like raise and everyone's just like what's going on it's like right time for a recess <laughs>
1: Just really passionate about this case.
0: Oh dear. Sada Abe's quick plea of guilty to the accusations, uh, which were second degree murder and mutilation of a corpse, removed any chance of a protracted trial. Sada had been hoping for a death sentence so that she could be with Ashida, naturally, but the prosecution had requested a 10-year term. Everyone in the courtroom would be rather shocked when a six-year sentence was handed down to Sada Abe. Uh, the judge emphasized Ishida's part in the circumstances leading up to his death. Additionally, he talked about Sada's mental state at the time of the murder. Despite Sada's protests, her attorney insisted that she was insane at the time. Amy, it's come up again. It's come up again. <laughs> Not guilty by reason of insanity. Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
3: well,
1: I don't know. Oh, it's I mean, Ed you Gein still quite stick off, you oh, know? Dear.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The judge came to the conclusion that Sada would have enough time in prison to change her ways while serving her term and start a new life when she was released. Uh, Sada's time in prison would represent the most stable period of her life. She later referred to the jail officials as loving and caring people and claimed to have felt a sense of belonging. She was released on November the 10th, 1940, after her sentence was commuted due to being a model prisoner. Unfortunately, her fame put her in the spotlight for the remainder of her life. Yeah, that, that will do that. Poor woman had no chance of a normal life after, after all of that stuff.
1: So she served four years for killing a man. Yeah. Is that right? That's not very long.
0: And mutilating his corpse.
2: And then she was just a free <laughs> yes, woman after four
0: years? Yeah.
2: Off to harvest those dicks. I was going to say, do we have any, any like recourse on what, what she did after she was released?
0: oh yeah still doing oh okay we're getting there oh okay
2: um it's actually
0: not as exciting as you would hope um i thought you were going to ask what happened to ashita's ashita's severed genitals
2: valid question um
0: they Uh, yeah
2: i guess that is a good question
0: off the top of my head they were shown in a museum for a while and then they disappeared and they were used as evidence during the trial i'm pretty sure
2: they just disappeared they just left. They, they got up and walked out of the museum.
0: They got up and walked away. Like the janitor
2: was <laughs> cleaning and accidentally threw him out. <laughs> How do you lose a penis that's not attached to someone? I just have my
0: theory. Around. Oh my god! Just sticking around. Oh um... no! I have my theory. I reckon. I reckon Sida was released, and then she was like, "You know what? I miss his penis. I, I'm getting that back. I'm getting it back." That probably she didn't happen. She just
2: Nicholas caged it. She just Nicholas caged. it. Was... <laughs> She turns a up national treasure. to the museum.
0: <laughs> she turns up to the museum in a disguise, and then the next day, the severed genitals are no longer there.
2: She's wearing those glasses Ooh. with like a nose and a mustache. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: no. Uh, Who's going to see that um, in a museum? Like, realistically, it's going to be very shriveled you know, like, at this
2: point. Like, what kind of museum?
0: I don't know. Maybe, Japan, history. maybe Japan has like a sex museum. <laughs> Natural history.
2: Like, there's a medical oddities <laughs> museum not too far from where I'm at. So, like, I- I'm guessing something like that.
0: Maybe they put it in the Ripley's Believe It or Not like, exhibition oh, that makes or sense.
2: something. Uh, Rasputin's penis is on display, I think, still. It was at some point, and I think it still is.
1: I mean, yeah. that's a pretty famous penis. Oh, Russia's that's a penis greatest penis I'd machine. go to see.
0: No, just me. Okay. I mean, I don't know. My curiosity would probably say I would probably go and see it too. I mean, who, who would be able to say that they've sinned since it Sardis discovered the public interest in her story would prevent her from establishing, establishing a new life, even when using a fake identity. She first stayed with her sister and her brother-in-law after being released from prison because she had no actual source of income. But during the war, rationing compelled her to sustain herself. She applied for a job as a maid, ironic, under the alias Yoshi masako but when her employees discovered her true identity she would be fired kind of funny that she uh, went for a job as a maid. yeah after the what happened earlier
2: i guess I it's hard funny. to get in the same kind of like trouble and shenanigans as a maid
0: <laughs> that's true
2: yeah
0: do you reckon the same thing would happen to to her where she just like opened the door and then two people were just going at it and then she's like
1: she's oh, like yeah no, this been there familiar it's good for you guys well done <laughs>
0: They didn't give me any towels when this happened to me. Do you want some extra (laughs) towels? Do you need some extra towels? Sada was upset that people thought of her as a sex pervert and was aware that her name had become poisonous. But over time, as post-war attitudes towards sexuality grew more open, this would change. But as a notorious woman living alone with very few employment options, she was still plagued by the stigma of her past. She filed a lawsuit against the author of a controversial book based on supposed interviews with her, uh, which was later resolved outside of court. And she had published her published her own autobiography in 1948. I bet you that is a compelling read.
1: Oh, I want to read that so bad.
0: I I would I would read Sada Abe's autobiography.
1: 100%. Like maybe I'll
2: pirate okay, it. Right. Like maybe I I don't really want to like pay her directly but i am a little interested in her own like her own words her life
0: absolutely do you reckon they've got an audiobook version which is narrated by like stephen fry <laughs> i
2: want it to be narrated by the guy on youtube that does those <laughs> countdown videos where he's like number 13 oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what i want <laughs> that,
0: would be so, that would be hilarious i would i would listen to that audiobook gladly uh, Abe also took advantage of her fame by participating in an interview with a well-known magazine and spending several years as a theatrical performer. She started working at the, oh my lord, Hoshikikisui, that's probably very wrong, but I'm not going to try that again, um, in 1952, uh, a working-class pub located in Inaro-cho, central Tokyo. For the following 20 years, she led a quiet life in Tokyo's uh Shitaya District. Her neighborhood restaurant association honored her with a model employee award. Look at that. She's turning her life around. She's a model employee. What a what a, a full circle story this is this is turning out to be.
1: Really is. I'm quite surprised uh, she's managed to turn it around from being it,
0: the paedist.
2: <laughs> the the paedist <laughs> Japan's
1: Lorena Bobbitt
2: with a twist. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, the twist is the disturbing part. Yeah.
0: Abe made an appearance in the Sada Abe instant section of uh, Teru Ishii's dramatized documentary History of Bizarre Crimes by Woman in the Meiji Taisho and Showa Eras in 1969. And her final public appearance was in 1970 before she permanently vanished from public view. There have been... Sporadic subsequent rumours that she killed herself or joined a convent. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> nothing, sh- nothing of the sort has ever been verified. And her passing has not yet been given an exact date. Uh, despite Sada's disappearance, interest in her case has never really subsided. Non-fiction books, fiction bu- uh, fiction books psychoanalytic essays and films have all been based on her life. Of the three films made about Sada's life, The Realm of the Senses from 1976 is probably the most well-known. The film's graphic sexual content and grisly conclusion led to its banning or censorship in many nations, but it introduced audiences to an odd situation that is still mostly unknown outside of Japan. Whether Sada, Sada Abe is a feminist icon or a renowned killer, and she has been labeled as both of those things, Her case serves as a crucial litmus test for the shifting sexual norms in Japanese culture. And that's the case of Sada Abe and the Sada Abe panic. Ladies, what are your thoughts?
4: How is she a feminist icon? I just...
0: I don't...
2: I wonder if there's something, like some sort of crucial aspect of Japanese culture that this is something that could like... Where this is something that you could potentially apply it in a roundabout way to some sort of cultural norm that has since shifted that we're just, like, not aware of as none of us are Japanese citizens. That's my only guess. Like, that's my best guess is we're just, like, missing a crucial piece of information. But in general, I feel as though maybe she's not a feminist icon. No. She seems to me like somebody who was (laughs) abused and it was never dealt with properly and it just got worse and worse until it culminated into what it did.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb. I would say that getting sold to a geisha house after being raped probably was not a good start. And, I think if that was dealt with, maybe in a different way, yeah. that might not have been...
2: You know, like <laughs> nowadays, go to go to therapy. Find a therapist that specializes yeah. in PTSD. Don't yeah. sell your child. Um, that's really that's really yeah. today's... Uh, the moral of today's episode, don't, the... don't sell your children.
1: Definitely the main <laughs> takeaway. Don't don't sell your children.
0: Amy, that case was but very like... much <laughs> one that you uh, would have found interesting. How did you find that?
1: Sorry, I'm still laughing at all the haters. <laughs> Wait, I'll, I'll, I'll be an adult again. Hang on. Yeah, I mean, if all you... Okay, so the feminist icon thing, apparently, I, I didn't read into it as much. Apparently, all you have to do to be a feminist icon is chop off a if that's the case, then call me. No, I'm just
2: joking. But, um, <laughs> she almost <laughs> just admitted to something that we would have had to call Amy's... the authorities for.
0: <laughs> Amy's got a very mysterious bag that she doesn't talk about.
1: <laughs> you're really aiming for anything if you're not aiming for a bag addict. I do. She's hard not to like, I think, is my takeaway. Like, something horrible happened to her, and she kind of, and again, not condoning anything that she did, because obviously we don't condone these things. But she kind of like took her power back a little bit. And i kind of respect okay. that way. Um, I'm not sure it was the right way to do it, but yeah. And I'm still maintaining the fact that she was like fully in love with him. I don't doubt that. I, I do think it's quite romantic in a sense. I mean, again, it's very extreme. But you know, talking about carving her name and his name into his body, it's just like a very teenage thing to do. Obviously, teenagers don't do it into other people's bodies. like on your notepads at school and stuff you like write his name over and Mm -hmm. over again and it's just a bit trees emotionally stunted almost like she
2: had yeah like she had those same feelings that everybody else is having when they're like in love or have a crush or something but she had such a warped experience throughout her life that she wasn't expressing it in a a normal way
0: yeah she probably didn't know how to deal with it i suppose she
1: have been pretty jealous as well if she killed him so he couldn't be with anyone else that's like well, that's extreme jealousy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: There, there is definitely some, some like very extreme jealousy at play here. Even sort of her saying herself, if no one's going to have you, then I'm going to kill you because I don't want anyone else to have you. You know, she probably did love him, but I suppose because of her upbringing and her life up to that point, she probably didn't know how to deal with those feelings. But, uh, but yes, that was, uh, that was the case of Sara Abe a pretty wild pretty wild case kayla lexi for the people that um are tuning in that may not have heard your show before if you could tell the people where they can find you what your show's about and all of that good stuff
4: yeah uh you can find us on like spotify and apple and anywhere you listen to podcasts we talk about true crime cases lexi does a really good job of covering cryptids and urban legends and very off the wall topics that i don't know how she finds <laughs> like the dolphinarium
2: oh yeah ask me about the neopets what? and scientology the are those two connected
4: no Oh, uh, the yeah neopets and scientology
2: yes but <laughs> yeah but dolphins and neopets no <laughs>
4: the dolphinarium was like okay. what an urban legend where a woman was having a relationship with a dolphin so yeah
2: um, and the actual story is somehow crazier because there was not this romantic relationship at play. There was instead an experiment involving LSD, a live-in situation with a dolphin, where they were trying to teach them English to stimulate what it would be like to contact another intelligent species of extraterrestrials.
1: I've only had the one. So, deer, if you right? want to know more on that, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I haven't even finished this. I, I'm very confused.
0: <laughs> That's wild. i need to read off on the dolphin area so yeah wonderful and definitely give kayla and lexi a listen uh their show is is very very so very good and i highly enjoy listening to to you guys amy would you like to see us out
1: for this week i'd love to thank you (laughs) so so much for listening if you enjoyed what you heard today please do as dom said go and give Lexi and Kayla a follow and also rate and review us and them and everyone. Be very nice and say nice things about us because we like it a lot. Hopefully you're not too traumatized by today's episode and you decide to return again because we'd love to have you. Um, and I'm just going to go and, and contemplate everything I've just heard. Um, uh, but until next time, thanks for listening and uh, stay spooky.
0: Stay spooky, everyone. Uh, Sada Abe, what a what a woman! <laughs>
1: Whoa. I quite liked her. I
0: mean, she knows fun. She knew what she wanted. I'll give her that. Wanted that D. The D. <laughs>